Okay, welcome to episode 120 of Never Iron Anything Comics Review podcast. Um, my co-host today is someone who will be familiar to millions of screaming women worldwide. Um, <laughs> comics creator, podcaster, and my weekly buddy, Mr. Dan Butcher. Hey, babes, you doing all right? Yeah. yeah, I'm your everyday buddy. Every <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> oh, well, we kind of record once a week, don't we? Yeah. Yes, true. But we speak true. it literally five or six times a day as it goes. Yeah. 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 All day, every day. <laughs> What's that thing you just sent about? Somebody replied to a Rob Liefeld tweet. Oh yeah, Rob Liefeld was like shilling his uh, NFT, and some <laughs> bloke was like, "What about your years-long?" Uh, kickstart you ain't fulfilled you scumbag you scumbag <laughs> christ almighty <laughs> welcome back elon yeah <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair like you when you're on social media creators like that or any creator they people just take pot shots at you and just yeah that's what that's what it is yeah uh, i mean yeah. we we've kind of most i've come off mostly a little bit more than you i think but we've we've kind of made an effort to come off a bit of twitter haven't we because it's sort of only yeah, there was a twat i came off and then went back on it yeah i use it to promote this and the awesome and stuff like that you know and dm with people but there aren't half a lot of twats on there and it's all very sort of person self-focused isn't it at the moment i notice yeah kind of i think that's what frustrates me is a lot about uh some comic creators i've followed comic creators before small press and uh the big big leagues as it were yeah and if they don't talk about comics and this is constant politics politics unfollow yeah they can be the best writer artist in the world but I, i'm not there for that yeah, we get that like recommended for you, and I looked at a load of them today, and none of it was about comics. No, but they're all yeah. like you say, all people either in comics or claiming to be, you know, adjacent or something. Um, yeah, it's rather yeah, frustrating. Comics, comics. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine there. Yeah, that's what it's for. <laughs> all I went on Twitter for was comics. That's why I went on yeah. there. Yeah. Now we're going to talk a little bit about you towards the end of the show. We're going to talk some Vanguard and some Viper. Um, oh, excellent. But to start with, you've chosen for us chosen a, a quite substantial run of comics to read, actually, which we've um, been busy reading this week and talking about. Did you want to tell the listeners what that is, dude? Yes, it's the uh, Captain America Epic Collection, uh, the Captain, which encompasses uh, Captain America issues three hundred thirty-three to three hundred fifty, and Iron Man two hundred twenty-eight which we'll talk about a bit later. Exactly. And for those who are reading along with the Epic Collections, it's volume 14. Yep. Um, it, run, it ran from 1987 to 1989. Um, <clears throat> the main creators on it were Mark Grunwald um, with David uh Bob Layton, Tom Morgan and Kieran Dwyer, who we're going to speak to speak about a bit. Uh, Mark D. Bright did, or Mark Bright did the Iron Man filler issue, which is going to be a subject mm. we're going to mention. Um, there's also some stuff in the back of this. There's some back matter as well. There's some Fred Hembeck. Uh, love me a bit of friend, Fred Hembeck. Um, and there's also some John Byrne as well. Yes. Now, I have some suspicions about John Byrne's involvement in this, and I shall bring it, be bringing it up with you in a bit. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Um, so did you want to just give us a little bit of an overview, dude, of what it's about? Yes. Uh, so I've got this pre-written. It's oh. not coming off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, after refusing to become a government operative and follow orders, Steve Rogers discards his uniform and shield and is Captain America no more. Into the vacuum created by Rogers' absence steps John Walker, formerly known as the Super Patriot, to become the new Captain America. Walker does his best to fill in the big shoes that Rogers has left behind. But can the volatile Walker handle the pressure of living up to a legend? 
Meanwhile, Rogers reinvents himself with the new black costume and adopts the identity of the captain. After a family tragedy, an unhinged walker is set on a collision course towards Rogers. And by the end, only one shall be left to wield the shield. Yes. So, quite a significant run. Um, I'd like to point out also that uh, you have two Englishmen voicing their opinions on Captain America throughout this issue. So yeah. if you are American, <laughs> uh, please take what we say with a dose of uh, whatever. But yeah, um, Make one about Captain Britain. Yeah, we, we have done one about Captain Britain, to be fair. But, uh, yeah. yeah, but two American guys do one about Captain Yeah, yeah, get on with it. Yeah, yeah and I can, I can write in and complain. But the... <laughs> the um, it it's so it it becomes almost there's almost a theme going on which we're going to mention in a minute about changing the central character um did you have much of a history with captain america how did you find your way into this dude this was uh one of my kind of first introduce introductions to the character uh it's got to be secret wars okay like that came out in one of those specials and i was reading kind of like spider-man and bits of bobs here and there but then when cap came on the scene and i was like i was instantly drawn to that and I had a group of three or four friends that we all read comics. I think one of my mates had Hulk, someone else had Fantastic Four, and I just went straight for Cap. And it right. was going towards the uh, trying to get as many Cap comics at those uh, Sunday markets. You know, we we go to the uh, the ones uptown, up London. Oh, the Comic Mart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to go to those get get Cap back issues, or uh, I remember getting some at UCAC, or just trolling around oh, right. uh, comic book shops and getting getting Cap. <laughs> I think this is my kind of out of all of them. This was great. I was well into this, and then straight into the '90s stuff. And infamously, I kind of when we got to Catwolf, I was like, "Nah, I'm out." <laughs> yeah, because we got, we had a few things after this, didn't we? That they they adopted this sort of long theme storytelling. I mean, this one went on for mm. you know two years or so, um, if not more, if you want to go all the way back. Now, there's an origin to this that is recounted on this very podcast, episode 43, with um, Johnny Cannon and uh, James McCulloch, Can we talked about, which was the turning point in Cap's life where he machine guns someone and he kills yeah. someone. And that was kind of the trigger point for this um, at the time that Paul Neary was drawing that. But this is sort of, this is sort of taken off from there. Um, how did you find rereading it, dude? Did you enjoy it? Uh, I really enjoyed it, but it... it some parts certainly come across as clunky right i mean i don't think i've read this in about 15 years yeah uh so some bits are like oh man that's that's quite uh harsh there's a sequence we, we might talk about later and you sent me a screen cap of it when uh john walker's going undercover to infiltrate the uh the watchdogs uh who were kind of like a, a, a southern american based sort of like yeah they're kind, they're kind of kind like of, techno clan aren't they i suppose yeah, totally yeah. Techno clan, and they kind of list off like as Walker's in this briefing, he says, oh, they're against uh, pornography, sex education, abortion, and the teaching of evolution. And then Walker's <laughs> like thinking there, wait, I'm against all that stuff too. And at the time, yeah. I just kind of went over that. And then I looked at it, and when I reread it, I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. It's a funny day today to be talking about it as well, with the news, you know, coming even through to us, you know, across the ocean that Roe v. Wade is being overturned. Mm. And there's there's a chance that there may be um, a banning of abortion in the whole of America. Wow, yeah. You know, it's quite a moment. It's quite a moment. Yeah, historically. I, I wasn't sure about uh, Grunewald's politics. I felt like he wrote Walker 
Uh, should we move on to Walker? Yeah, so yeah, let's talk... Yeah. Right, okay, yeah, I think because he is going to be the main thing, but let's talk yeah. a little bit about Walker. So I'll give us a little potted history of him. So John Walker, um, who has had quite a few different names. So was, at the start of this, he's a character called Super Patriot, who's mm. a ex-army um, is, is soldier. He's He's been given powers by the power broker who was one of the characters if you were reading the thing and a couple of other comics was he he was part of the reason that we had that sort of unlimited what's it called unlimited wrestling wasn't it world wrestling. yeah that's it uwc or something yeah wrestling, unlimited wrestling championship or something and it's almost like a, a super soldier serum of a kind but it actually made yeah. him stronger than cap um so he was um this character super patriot who carries like the the torch of liberty and you know it's all very on the nose um, and he fights Cap to a standstill um, previous to this. His first appearance um, was in Cap, Captain America, Volume 1, 3, 2, 3. He was best known in comics probably later on as the US agent, which for those yep. um, ignoramuses who aren't comics literate have probably seen him in The Fal- Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, where he sort of famously appeared recently. Um, Shadow is the character, though. Sorry, mate? It's an absolute shadow of the character. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, it, as I say, it's created by Mark Grimwald and Paul Neary. Um, sorry, it wasn't episode 43. It was episode 47. Um, he, Grimwald described him as somebody who embodied patriotism in a way that Captain America didn't, and that okay. he wanted someone who was the opposite of Steve. Now, he's he's this character. Um, there's a sort of sequence where they kind of do a little X-factor pick don't they at the start of it where they go who can we have who can we have as the new captain america because steve rogers has kind of sacked resigned and um they go what about the falcon and they actually say i don't think america's ready for a black captain america yeah again like at the time that just went over me yeah went over my head i didn't even take it in i just oh yeah i must have thought i I, I can't recall what i thought at the time but now i was like well why not (laughs) i know it's strange isn't it yeah it's very strange Bear in mind, there's two, as we speak, issue one of the new Captain America series have come out, and we've got two ongoings, one which is yeah. um, Steve Rogers and one which is um, the Falcon. You know, mm. it's a strange situation to be in. Um, he also said that his main main um, motivation in Grimworld was to replace Cap, was to boost sales. Yeah. Um, now, um, we also saw at the time a couple of other things that were going on. I don't know if you were reading it, but Rhodey obviously took on, James Rhodes obviously took on, the Iron Man persona slightly before this. Yeah. Um, so we had the precedent sent for that. And we also had Thor was replaced by Beta Ray Bill for a much shorter period. Yeah. Um, but this wasn't saying well. kind of like we, we need to push in uh, characters of a different skin colour. It's just like we need to change rock the boat a bit by having like people step into the roles. Was that the thinking? I think so. I think he's he's a whole different... I mean, this is, this is a, big, a big kettle of... You know, a big thing that I've got written down that we should talk about is the politics of the replacement. Okay, should we come? I'll tell you, we'll yeah. come back to that. Okay. We'll, we'll focus on Walker now and then. Okay, man. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, so I've got this thing here after you've done about how uh, what Groomwald says in an interview about Oh, it. yeah, that'll lead into it nicely. Yeah. 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 So um, John's um, John Walker's brother died in Vietnam and who's, who's called Mike Walker and John idolised him. Um, and... He has an agent who's like this sort of comedy Marx Brothers kind of character, yeah. isn't he? You know, he's got kind of like one of those small, like uh, undersized bowler hats on. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's always sort of causing trouble, isn't he? You know, he's, he's sort of like a bit of an American Del Boy. In a yeah, way. yeah, 
sort yeah. of like scheming for money. <laughs> <laughs> and he has um he has sort of three people with him who yeah. go through various different names. Initially they were called the Bucks. Um, yeah. um one will be called Bucky for a short amount of time, um, then become Battlestar, and then he has two other people who with him who then become their enemies and who are called right winger and left winger. <laughs> Yeah, it's very strange those names. Yeah, uh, that whole the costumes they knock around in quite homoerotic. Yeah, so they're sort of buckets. shirtless, but with Captain America cows on, aren't they? But with a B. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, not an A. And it's just like who thought this was a good idea? Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> Walker Walker's been through. I mean, try and keep track about what Walker has done over the years. You know. We've had him as Cap, we've had him as US agent, we've had him as a member of the West Coast Avengers, a member of Forceworks, we've had him um, in charge of um, the high security superhero prison, you know, in in the Thunderbolts. Um, then he gets yeah. magically given his limbs back and he's been back recently and he has a role in Civil War 2 and, you know, on and on and on. And even in, even he was, he's even in a comic, I think, that came out a couple of weeks ago with the new Devil's Reign thing, where he sort of infiltrated the bad guys. Um, okay. So he's re- he's recurring constantly, really, um, yeah. to and done in various levels of adequacy by the current mm. you know the current people drawing him. But I actually find him a really interesting character, and I think Same. part of it is part of it is you are you spend so much time with him, you begin to understand him, not particularly like him, but you do yeah. un- begin to understand him a little bit more. You know? I, I find him very he's flawed but he the act of like in the book he's always questioning himself yeah. he doubts himself all the time where Cap just whatever Cap's doing is right yeah. for Walker he's presented the same scenarios but he doesn't have the, the plot armour that Cap does Yeah. so when he's kind of going into a bunch of bad guys and he's saying I'm not sure if I should do this or not he, he doesn't have the it, it will go wrong for him and it does in the story yeah, and we've got he so much invested in Steve Rogers' cap that we we yeah. kind of know he can't fail. Yeah, you know. But when you're reading John Walker, you think, well, he quite possibly will do. Yeah, which kind of adds it's, to it, I think. It's kind of almost fated to be. He's not going to live up to the. Yeah. Uh, that, that's kind of the underdog thing. Your kind of heart goes out to him a bit, and you think he's trying it. I mean, when he turns up, he's an absolute gigantic arsehole because yeah. in the previous issue, Cap turns up and does stuff and then Super Patriot turns up and just shit talks him yeah, yeah. Uh, all the time. And just, yeah. I think he appears on TV and just shit talks Cap. That's right. Like, oh, he's rubbish. Yeah, it's he's all very sort of orchestrated and it's a theatre, yeah. isn't it? He takes part in it. Yeah. Um, but when he actually has to step into the role, he's a bit like, fucking hell, this is, there's a lot of work to do here and I'm yeah. not quite up to it yet. Yeah, you're right, man. Yeah. The, um, the other thing, it's a couple of questions before we move into the sort of the real nub. I call it the nub. The revolution will not be te- televised. But the, um, the, to me, partly part of the way through this, it becomes a team book. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have this got, go way before the uh, Bat family. You've got the Cat family. Yeah. You really have, haven't you? Yeah. So to, to talk through them, we've got, um, obviously, Sam Wilson is the Falcon, you know, forever by the side of Cap, you know, as we see it now. Um, but we've also got a couple of other people. So we've got um, D-Man, Dem- yeah. a.k.a. Demolition Man, Dennis Dumphy, um, who's bit also been given his powers by the Power Broker. And he's a bit of a sort of puppy dog, isn't he? Yeah. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a strange character. He, like, has uh, a heart condition and mm. he keeps on pushing himself and, like, his heart playing up and but yeah he's a bit of a pushover he's not kind of well he's a funny one 
he, yeah. he kind of uh, he loses it against Battlestar, doesn't he? At one point, although yeah. he sort of tries his best, you know, and he doesn't want to let Cap down. Is kind of where he sits for me. Um, yeah, and he's he's an interesting character because later on he becomes an Avenger. Later on he um, becomes homeless. He's like the first, allegedly yeah. the first homeless superhero or something, isn't he? Because yeah. I remember seeing him was like, why has he got a Wolverine like a costume like Wolverine and Daredevil? And they they sort of make fun of that, don't they? The fact that yeah, I mean, he's a just D got a great big D on his chest, <laughs> <laughs> big D energy. Yeah. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and a couple, a couple of my favourites, right? Um, Nomad, aka Jack Monroe, um, who was the fake. It's very overly complicated. Captain America and Bucky. Captain America, Bucky dies. You know, doesn't die as we later find. We oh, long yeah. after this, we find out. Captain America's put in ice during the time that he's in ice. There's a kind of a Captain America who was patriot, um, mm. and um, he has his own Bucky, and they sort of fight communists in the fifties. Now he is also frozen. Um, and defrosted at various times, and that Bucky becomes Nomad. Now, Nomad is the name of the Captain America's costume persona when he originally gave up the title in the 70s. Yeah. So it gets a bit complicated, but current Nomad... Not too convoluted. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Current Nomad is Jack Monroe. Jack Monroe is um, the biggest tosser in this comic. Oh, he's a total twat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like super jealous... All the time, yeah. yeah. Um, well, the, the the last member of the crew is his girlfriend, yeah. Who goes by the name Vagabond, and like she's barely in it. Is that? Is that? I just miss my girlfriend. That's it. That is day. it. That's the whole character yeah. development. And so, she sort of worries about him. And, they, and Captain America says, he almost says, "Sweetheart, can you just look after the van?" At one yeah. point, isn't he? Yeah. Um, because it's like you, you can't bring your girlfriend. Like, oh, she's a superhero now. She's got any training? Nope. No, she's got, she's got a costume. Yep, yeah, she's got a costume. costume yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, her name is Pris- Priscilla Lyons. Um, later, she becomes a, a failed scourge candidate. Okay, because you know the scourge was various people at any point. You yeah. know, is that that kind of the, all the white suit with a kind of the, the white brim? It was hat. going around killing super. It was like Punisher times ten. You know, it was like that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, and the other one is uh, Rachel Layton Diamondback. Mm. Also later in a, a team called Bad Girls Inc., which has got to be a okay. 90s invention, I'm sure. Yeah, um, no and, doubt. and there's one moment where she takes her shirt off in this. I remember as um, a, a teenager reading, thinking, oh, she's taking her shirt off there. Look, that's all right. I mean, she spends most of the time uh, trying to bed Cap. <laughs> yes, yeah, she and, does. And yeah. uh, <laughs> he's completely and utterly oblivious to it. <laughs> she's literally throwing herself at, at Steve all the way through it, and he's yeah. just... He managed to turn her from being a, a bad girl into a, a good girl by literally existing. Doesn't <laughs> doesn't try anything. <laughs> and so I think she, that continues long after this, like through the Bloodstone Hunt and yes, Cap it does. Goes back, fights back, uh, fights with the, the continues to fight the Serpent Society, and she's yeah. sort of the inside woman in the Serpent Society. And she has this really sort of shit power of throwing cubic zirconas at people. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really but sure how that works, but she looks good. It's somewhere it? a trick, like they got gas in them or something. That's it. Yeah, just carry a gun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've got that on one side, and you. So what happens is it starts off with the um, Super Patriot moving into Captain America, Steve Rogers leaving and becoming the Captain, like you've described. Um, so we get actually get three issues of a Captain America Monthly that doesn't have Steve Rogers in, which I found was interesting. Mm. You know. So they invest in the character, issue. don't they? 
there's that bizarre issue when you've got that like the, the homeless man who's like living in the woods oh yeah it's the, the most bizarre thing i can't remember the guy's name but like steve's knocking around in backwater usa yeah and uh there's this kind of like bare-chested man i can't remember what they call him yeah he's got a name he, isn't he yeah he's a bit yeah. nuts yeah that's and, the that's the i like that picture he says um Hey, you're right. There's a, you're in the quake zone, and Captain America's got one of that helmet on that makes him a b- look a bit yeah. like the original movie Captain America, you know, with the yeah. plastic shield on the front of his motorbike. And um, and it, the Captain America says to this sort of shirtless hippie man who's holding a stick and standing next to a deer, oh, "Yes, I'm all right. My van, however, is totaled." And this shirtless man says, "Bummer." Yeah, which I thought was a bit out of order. You know. Yeah. Oh, bummer. But yeah. you did that. Easy now. Yeah, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a kind of hippie because later on, like he falls down this uh, pit and he's he's opened up. Yeah, and Cap's talking to him and he's like, "Oh, I can totally relate to that man." And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cap's great in that that issue because he um he punches out a grizzly, doesn't he? Yeah, doesn't, he just punches him in the face. Yeah, that's a cracking. I issue. think the moment in the story when Cap kind of realizes that. He's kind of gone on a, uh, an existential kind of journey to kind of find out his reasoning. Yeah, he, he he still wants to do the right thing, but he can't do it as Captain America, and that that's part of the point where he starts saying, "Well, I've got to carry on doing what I'm doing, just not as Cap." Yeah, yeah. And thus the, the the Captain is born, where he's knocking around in his black suit that Walker later dons yeah. as the US agent. Yeah, and I mean to me, it's it's a lovely run. I'll make the point probably a couple of times in this is that a lot of times the one of the big um, criticisms we see online is that people are forcing their politics into a comic and sometimes that's true and mm. sometimes it's not I'll be honest with you you know yeah. th- that criticism could be levelled at this um, yeah. but I feel like it's done more naturally somehow yeah. and they take their time on it you know yeah uh, I, I like I said I don't know how Mark the writer Mark Greenwood's politics lie but i feel sometimes walker can be a bit of a caricature of what you'd expect a republican to be like yeah you know what i mean it's 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 done well but sometimes it's like fucking hell you're really (laughs) i guess you're not talking this is a captain america comic we're not talking about subtleties yeah but uh he walker does come around to to doing the right thing at the end yes Uh, he does doesn't he yeah yeah cap is kind of a bit more I wouldn't say he's on the left or the right. He's more of a kind of a centrist kind of truth, justice in the American way, all that kind of stuff, and yeah. and doing the right thing regardless of uh, political persuasions. I suppose the thing is, that, I mean, having, I mean, I was I was working during this. You know, I was a sort of an adult when this was coming out, and I understood the you know in in the UK we had Thatcher, um, mm. and in the, in America we had we had Reagan. And they were kind of seen to be, you know, I think they were generally friends and, you know, of, of a vaguely same mind. And yeah, um, special relationship. Yeah. And the Reaganomics, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Reaganomics is, you know, was the catchphrase of the time. And before mm. we had, a, you know, the last president and possibly the current one, you know, we, we thought he was, you know, he was the worst president ever. You know, I yeah. think they can't. People kind of think that about each one as they come along, don't they? Really often, yeah. you know, we got it with George W. Bush as well, didn't we? Um, yeah. But the, you know, it was all, it was almost an era, you know, a Trumpian era, almost. You know, without mm. the sort of twenty-four hour news cycle. If you looked at stuff like Spitting Image, and they would lampoon how Reagan was a bit gung ho, but didn't know what it was really talking about. You know. Yeah, I mean, um, like in this uh, Viper, one of the. Uh, 
she becomes part of the Serpent Society, but she kind yeah. of poisons the water, doesn't she, in, in Washington, D.C.? Yeah. And everyone starts turning into these kind of like snake people, zombie kind of things yeah. who, who attack everyone. And Reagan himself is transformed into one. Yeah. Uh, everyone, did you re- would they do that nowadays, do you reckon? I don't know, but the president did appear in a couple of Captain I mean, they America made him comics. out to be Madoc, Modoc, didn't they? Trump. Yeah. Which was yeah. maybe fucking eye roll. Yeah, was, they, they, everything seems to be so quickly done. The, the reason I think I probably kind of like this is because it took, they took so long to wheel, you know, wheel the story out, and it it, it seemed much more natural to me. Um, Rather than just bang, bang, bang. Yeah, and it, this, is, yeah. the story was sort of treated with respect. But to be fair, just quickly on that lizard thing, as soon as I saw that lizard thing, I thought, paging David Icke, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was really like yeah. that. And he appears in a number of issues, you know. And at the end yeah. of one of the issues, it sort of hinted that he's still got a bit of serpent in him because he's got these sort of fangy teeth. Yeah, he's at like a press conference and he's smiling and he's got these two fangs like yeah. there. I mean, there's a brilliant sequence where that viper's walking down the road with two uh, semi-automatic machine guns just like shooting people, shooting cars, <laughs> blowing stuff up. Yeah. She blows some guy's brains out and then blasts the fence and goes through to the White House. And it's like, this is a hell of a comic. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> You can't help but think that there is that. I read a, a Destroyer novel recently, you know, the Remo Williams novel, and in, in that, you know, people posing as the film industry invade the White House and kill everyone. And I, it, there's a certain level of satire somewhere in it all, you know. Um, but getting, getting back to the whole, is it, you know, is it put, you know, how how are we pushing things? I I genuinely think this is much better done than some current stuff and the one i always go back to in my head one i always think of is the first issue of the new excalibur run where okay um um where brian braddock just kneel you know just out of the blue kneels in front of his sister and gives her his captain britain powers and you're like what why why you do know? this yeah but but this seems to have run for you know if you go all the way back to the neary stuff it seems to have run you know four or five years to yeah. get to this point, you know, yeah, and I, th- I kind of think that's more of the beauty of it, and they're not after that sudden quick thing. Um, no, yeah, I, I agree. Like you can go back to the comics, a lot of the comics of that era, and you read through, and there's this through line, yeah, for the stories. And when a new writer comes on, or a new creative team, they don't suddenly just oh, we're starting again. They yeah. they incorporate what's going on into it, and it's that whole thing of canon and. Yeah, I, I really like it when the, the, it's a continuing story. Cap, you can go back and read it, or you can just jump on. Like you used to make the analogy with, uh, you don't go back to episode one of EastEnders. Exactly, you just yeah. get stuck in and go yeah. forward. Yeah, and that's that's what these were kind of designed to do. And I kind of like that. I kind of like yeah, the investigation definitely. into who people are. You know, um, yeah, because you build up the kind of whole story. You know, where like when Cap makes a reference to something, it's, it's because we've explored it in the story. And yeah. It Who's Vagabond and stuff like that, you know. And yeah. there's little editor's boxes saying this refers back to Captain America 112 and all this sort of thing, you know. Um, yeah. And yeah. if you'd read 112, you'd, you'd know. And if you didn't, you'd presume that it had been covered. And... Yeah. And also that we weren't really in, well, we certainly, we weren't in the era of, you know, numerous trades coming out at the time. There were some yeah. trades by this time it started coming out. But, you know, every comic didn't get its own trade like they have done in previous years. I would just always used to tell you that when I was younger, to say, well, I won't get to see that then. Yeah. Because it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, unless I get to a comic mart and I find it and I can afford it. You know, it's a bit like that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I think we exactly. were in the era of replacements at this time as well. And I think too, uh, some were good and some were bad. And if you look on the ones I've mentioned already with Thor and Iron Man, but mm. we also had um, 
the death of Superman, which wasn't far from this, you know, a couple of years on. Yeah, um, yeah. We had the Ben Riley Spider-Man stuff. We got the Clone Saga. Yeah, we yeah. had the replacement of um, Hal Jordan. You know, in a number of yes. a number of times. Um, he had uh, John Stewart stepped into him. They got yeah. Carl Rayner. Yes. Yeah. So we we had quite a few of that. We had it also with the Flash post crisis. Um, yes. We had a rebooted Superman where he was sort of depowered when the burn burn took over, um, and we also had the Hulk the Hulk went grey for a bit, you know, and it was a whole different character. So it was the Fixer, whatever it was. Yeah, the Fixer was Yeah, yeah, the Peter David stuff. So we were sort of yeah, they were experimenting with it, um, and there were you know all you got to do is read Fantasy Advertiser or Amazing Heroes or something, and you know people were up in arms about it. You know, people mm. did kick off about it, but it wasn't sort of super polarizing because we didn't have nonsense so social media to talk about. You know, should I bring out that that thing I referenced? Yeah, please Greenwood, do, man. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. this this fits in quite well here. Yeah. So, uh, as Greenwood told Joe Field, I received letters from people asking you should do Cat more like Rambo. Personally, <laughs> I don't think that Steve Rogers could ever become like that. So I said, if you want Cat to be like Rambo, I can give it to you, but it can't be Steve. And that was one of the reasons I did the switch. Another reason is that I've always been doing symbiotic, uh, symbolic characters. Villains that don't just rob banks but have a, a symbolic nature to their actions, like Flag Smasher or Super Patriot. Patriot. Uh. I wanted to convey characteristics uh, uh, da, 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 like anarchy or nationalism. I realized because Cap is the good guy, it seems like we're always saying that patriotism, patriotism is good per se. But I wanted to show you the dark side of patriotism, so I invented the character of Super Patriot eventually became Captain America. He's the Rambo version of Cap. He's the American dream, as most people think of it, which is come to America, make a lot of money at the expense of others, do what it takes to, uh, to get ahead. That's not Steve Rogers' idea. He believes in the land of opportunity where you can be uh, whatever you try to be. He's the ultimate self-made man. I mean, okay, if you want to be a moneymaker, that's one thing. To me, it's the dark side of the American dream. Even Cap leaving his uniform has been done twice before, and I said to myself, well, I'll do it again, but this time I'll do it longer and I'll do it different than from, from before. Oh, interesting. That is really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And that really does put you in a place. I mean, patriotism these days, if you go on and say, I'm a patriot, you're going to get dogpiled on social media these days. Yeah. You uh, know, but... American patriotism, uh, patriotism very, uh, it's a, a strange thing because like, uh, I feel like it's, it's maybe it's a bit more socially acceptable in okay. America to say that like whereas if you you start saying that stuff in, in a lot of countries I, I feel like you'd like they'd be like are you fucking mental what, what, <laughs> are, you, what are we talking about like <laughs> it wouldn't even look at you like you was an extreme it's just a bit odd like keep yeah. going on about how great your country is and this and that it's like oh, okay right mate <laughs> yeah uh, it's a weird one isn't it because we we do live in an our country ain't that bad compared to a lot of no. places you know no. and there is a lot to be proud of here you know, yeah, I agree. The NHS yeah. and all sorts of things we've got going yeah. on here, you know. Um, Don't get shot going down the street. You yeah, kind of, yeah. You know, the wage is, uh, in contrast to many places, we do we, okay. Yeah. And it, 86, was, 86 onwards was a funny time, and I looked up some of the events. Um, um, the movies I'm going to refer to as Peak Butcher in a second. Um, yes. But the, um, obviously we had Ronald Reagan's president. Um, there was the April the 15th, there was the West Berlin discotheque bombing, um, the US bomb Libya. Um, Top mm. Gun was released in the cinemas. Um, there was a spree shooting in Oklahoma. Uh, Paman Flight 73 was hijacked. Interestingly, in October, Fox News launched. Um, and that's become quite a force of yeah. nature. Um, yeah. In November, we had the Iran-Contra affair where Oliver North was selling um, weapons basically to drug dealers, wasn't he? And that, that mm. I think that was a huge story in America and played very much into what we're seeing here. You know, because 
Oliver North was, by all intents and purposes, you know, at least visually a, a patriot. He was a, a patriot. He was a, a, a military officer, and you know, he had that look about him, didn't he? When he stood there, you know. Yeah. The Cold War continued. Um, mm. Elron El Cupboard died, as I like to call him. Or unless you refer to a man I met at MCM once who said, no, he's pure energy, Tony. I oh, thank you. Okay. Um, top move, the movies that came out that year, um, like I said, Top Gun, Platoon. Gold, gold, yeah. Yeah, Aliens. Um, Soul Man. Um, <laughs> great. Raw Deal. I know you're a fan yeah, of it. Yeah, um, Which is kind <laughs> of... Drink and bake. Was almost, <laughs> Schwarzenegger's, was almost Schwarzenegger's first outing, wasn't he? If, if you discount Conan, I suppose. You know, yeah, stuff like it's, not, it's not a great one, uh, Royal Deal. It doesn't really hold up. Yeah, uh, and we it's had, interesting because obviously the, yeah. the Vietnam films were always were looking back and saying that they weren't like, oh, didn't we do great? They were very they pacifistic, were kind of, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we also had um, Iron Eagle. I know you're a fan. Um, yeah. And Delta Force, the first one, Chuck, the Chuck Norris Chuck movie. Norris. Yeah, yeah. So it was an That's interesting a, time to be. Definitely. Interesting time for us, you know, politically, a very interesting time to read about, but also an interesting time to have a Captain America mm. um, and what it meant to be Captain America at the time. Um, for, for me, at least, that uh, I was very naive because I, I wasn't very old when this stuff was coming out. I'd have yeah. been sort of, well, sort of late 80s. Uh, I'd have been sort of 15, 16 odd, like, do you know what I mean? Not, not, not too old, but... Yeah. I was like uh, at that period of my life when you see stuff as black and white a bit, you don't see the greys. Like yeah. America's the good guys, they're kind of the the red, white, and blue going in doing the good thing. And then obviously when you you get older, you realise there's a lot more nuance to it than that. Yeah, yeah I agree, but man. Yeah, so kind of, uh, I, I can't remember what point I was going to make, but <laughs> yeah, think... the world of the world of time is sort of very differently. Like it, yeah. it might make some right. Do you know what I mean? All that kind yes, of stuff. I think you're right. And we were impressed by the might, you know, we were impressed by the might and the sort of gung ho and the jet yeah. planes and the aircraft carriers and, you know, the Maybe marching. it was coming off of uh, the, the Vietnam War ending so badly yeah. that they wanted this resurgence of strength and finish strong and we, we can kick ass, et cetera. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As, um, as a national thing in America, I could be wrong on that. That's just me. Yeah, maybe yeah. the swing, you know, the swings in politics we've seen here, you know, especially we, we see in a more polarised way in America, there was, it was, we had the politics of the Republican Party, um, mm. you know, the off, off right, you know, off centre right. And we had stuff like Reagan, but we also had stuff like Tipper Gore, you know, and this sort mm. of censorship, you know, which we see occasionally, don't we? We've seen it recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and that, that's sort of, I'm going to call it the sort of gung ho period. There were it was the rise of the anti-hero, you know. When you look at a lot of what was going on, um, and yeah, you had a man who's a, of... you had a man who's a walking flag, basically. Yeah. How do yeah. you treat that person? You know, we'd already had that Captain America for President John Byrne story previously, yeah. which is is an interesting lead into this because he's mm. lost faith in you know America almost. But this is a good way of reevaluating, like if the, if the readers had problems, like Greenwood uh, says there in that that. That passage like yeah he wants that idea, and he goes okay i'm going to explore that idea i'll show you that idea and then give you what you want but you don't realize what you want is maybe not what <laughs> what is good yeah yeah you're right and i think where it speaks volumes continuously throughout you know since and now you know um the, the other thing I, I thought it tackled quite quite well quite informatively but subtly was racism so we got 
yeah that was addressed obviously we get the um the um almost like metaphorical clan don't we the, the you know mm. the, the paralleled clan but with they look something more like um shield would fight you know yeah the watchdogs yeah so we get it's that. weird because when they're in their costumes they sort of talk to each other like kind of clan members would yeah. they kind of know each other under the hoods because they can hear each other's voices and the way they the twang of where they talk yeah yeah but then we got um there's quite an inter- interesting moment and you spoke to me about it um there's no doubt in my mind that um, Bucky um, looked utterly out of place in that costume. Totally. You know, he's a he's a he's a, a, a black dude who's bigger than, you know, more bulky. Bigger than Walker. Yeah. He's bigger than Walker. He, he, he's like a couple of inches bigger than him. Yeah. So, like, to have him in the Bucky suit. Just looked strange uh, to our eyes, didn't it? You know. Yeah. Very and, odd. And he speaks to a, a dude at one point, doesn't he? And the dude says, why are you called Bucky? Yeah. And he says, Bucky is um, pejorative. You know, it's it's a, it's a term of insult that's used in some of the southern states of America. And I, I, I never knew that, you know. I didn't know that. And from that point I... on, he became, he's arse and he's become this character Battlestar, which was, mm. was an interesting, because he, he's, in, he, he's an equal then. He looks, he's got a shield, he's got a flag as a costume. You know, there, that's, there's that. I've really liked about it because they become like a duo, the two of them. Yeah. Trying to help each other out and doing this and that. And they, they it, it acts as a good fall for the character because Walker can talk to someone about the yeah. stuff they're going through. And yeah, there's a loyalty. There's a real loyalty yeah. between them, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. No, it's, it's really interesting that. Um, and the other thing I would say is um, the big government know. conspiracy thing. So you've got yes. the commission. Um, with what they called the Commission of Superhero Superhuman Activities, um, is, yeah. is one side of the coin, and they're almost in bed with, although we don't realise, the Serpent Society on the other side. Yeah, yeah. So you've got that. We had Iran Contra going on at the time. We had, you know, un, you know, Watergate was a decade before. You know, you've got this thing where the faith of the fifties and early sixties of Americans in their government post-war had, had was being, you know, eaten away, and mm. we're showing this now as you know the fallible american government it is an interesting sequence. i mean this totally plays up with uh, with the iron man stuff that comes in later their yeah. character rights as they go much later on into civil war yeah they adopt uh, almost very similar stances yeah i would say maybe tony kind of has a bit of a change of heart because uh, should we go into that now that, yeah that cool yeah yeah. Session? yeah uh Cap is kind of, uh, he has to give up, obviously he's relinquished his shield and, uh, and his suit and he's running around as a captain now in the black suit and he doesn't have the shield and he's really missing it. So yeah. he calls in a favour to Tony Stark and says, look, can you help me out? And Tony says, oh, come and see me. And he's made him like uh, a replacement shield, which is just like silver, like a yeah. chrome kind of replacement. Exactly the same, but not got the, the uh, red, white and star pattern on it. And he gives it to Steve as a gift, and Steve's kind of like over the moon. He tries it out, and he goes, slightly lighter than my old one, but like it's a millimeter off or something. Yeah, and it, like it's almost identical. But you see through the, the the magic of comics and thought bubbles that Tony Stark is giving this to Steve as a kind of a payoff, almost like a bribe to not get involved when he has to do what he's planning to do. Yeah, yeah, which is come on. Well, yeah. Do you want to say say that bit? No, you what, say. Uh, no, you say. Yeah. Well, he kind of wants to crack down on kind of these people uh, knocking around in super suits like Iron Man. 
he doesn't feel like that power should be wielded yeah. by like a government entity. So he takes on, is, are they called the guardsmen? Yes. Yeah. Um, so he goes to, is it the, I can't remember what it is, the prisoners at the is time. Is it the raft? I can't remember now. But yeah, there's, they're almost like the, the screws, aren't they, of the prison? Yeah. Yeah. And he, he infiltrates the prison, uh, takes it like, puts these neuralizer, I can't remember what they're called, these kind of things on that basically destroys the armor, the gates it. It's useless after you've, you put this bit of tech on it. Yeah. And he just wants to take them all out. So kind of his tony kind of standing up against the government steve who's left it but still believes in the ideals of it and tries to stop him and fails and there's a moment where uh cap's defending a guardsman in his armor because he's he's because his armor's been damaged he's running out of air so he has to run over stop the fight with iron man to pull this yeah. helmet off and get him last and as he does that iron man shocks him and he puts this deep arrow thing on the guardsman but as he leans over there's a reflection in Iron Man's face of Cap, and Cap's conscious, but he's he's just looking at him, and they sort of like the 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 text alludes to the fact that that this has really damaged their friendship. And, yeah, and this this is a straight line from this, like you say, through to Civil War, um, hmm. and a straight line from Civil War through to the movie The Winter Soldier, yeah. and a, and um, the comic, you know, the comic of the same name um, in, that ran in Cap, and also all the way through to the Civil War movie. You know, and then Civil yeah. War too. Yeah, the, the the seeds of you know, obviously, close friend of ours, Mark Miller's, um, his uh, his comic are sowed here, aren't they? They really are. You know? Yeah, um, I guess he kind of uh, he he knew that, or he knew yeah. the, the, the way these characters are written and kind of uh, go into it. And there's a great couple. Of, I think it is in this collection where Cap comes back to fight Iron Man, like without the shield. He sort of tosses the shield and says, "I don't want it." Yeah, from you and. Captain America taking on Iron Man with no shield, and Tony has to quickly suit up. And yeah, uh, it's interesting. Like the, the kind of the he stands by his convictions, Cap, regardless yeah. of. He's a. I, I have to. I have to look at um, uh, Tony Stark and think of coming to America <laughs> with the haircut he's got. <laughs> you know, you know, there's that bit in Coming to America where they've got so much shit in their hair they leave stains on the back of the couch. Whatever they said, he's got, he looks like he's got that going on, doesn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. got like a kind of a tight Jerry curl kind of perm going on. <laughs> yeah, uh, I imagined at the time it was really stylish, like that was the haircut. If you were as a kind of a, he wears like Ma- bit... Miami Vice suits and shit like that. Yeah, 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 it's kind of a bit sort of yeah, Miami Vice meets uh, Tom Selleck Magnum kind of <laughs> yeah. deal. And uh, now it looks really dated. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's it's a fun little sequence. Yeah, it's a nice little addition into there, and it made me. I mean, I read it at the time coming out that series in Iron Man, but I think there is an epic collection of that. Made me, made me fancy tracking that down here. But as we were saying on the recent ACP, the trying to find these epic collections sometimes they're like hen's teeth, aren't they? You know. Yeah, I mean, if he uh, when I saw this one coming out, I, I pre-ordered it because I didn't want to sleep on it and miss it because I, yeah. I really remembered it fondly. But uh, yeah, the there's a couple which I've missed, and then like I look on eBay and. They're three times the bloody asking price. And so, nah. nah. Yeah. <laughs> Not the, really, no. Before we get onto the art, dude, this, and our favourite moments, I just wanted to mention the, the theme of crossovers. So we do have that Iron Man crossover, but we've also got, is it Fall of the Mutants? It is, isn't it? Um, there's a there's an, an X-Men crossover, isn't there? Yes. So we what get... Um, who is it he fights? It's that bloody... Yeah. The, uh, they the Resistance? Or, no, That's they're, it. They're, yeah. they're knocking around in like these yellow jumpsuits with a big R. On their chest, yeah, weren't subtle back yeah. then. Um, and that's when you had the, uh, you had the Freedom Force, who was like the blob, uh, 
Quicksilver Spiral, a couple of Mystique, all working for the, the US government is kind of like yeah. Um, and you get the well. you get the fall of the mutants because um, at one point um, Rogers fights Famine, you know, which is one yes. of these Horsemen of the Apocalypse, you know, mm. um, which uh, Angel famously was one of the other ones, isn't he? Um, yes. Yeah, that's quite an interesting sequence as well. Yeah, he kind of zaps uh, like when he's hitting all these people. Famine's hitting these other people. It's like they're they're dead, but he does it to Falcon, and Falcon's like, oh. He looks like he's really hungry. And <laughs> he's lost a little bit of muscle. Is that like, well? He's come off all right then. Everyone else died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we didn't mention it. Walker kind of uh, he his ex comrades reveal his secret identity, don't they? That's right. To, to finish yeah. off the, the the story, and because of it, uh, the watchdogs catch up with him, hold his mum and dad hostage, and want to hang him. And before yes, they get well, him, hold that thought cool. because that's my okay. favourite moment. Um, right, we, okay. we, yeah, I know, definitely, man. Um, and the other thing we, we should mention as well is the amount of words on the page in this puts to shame a lot of the comics we've got these days. I sent you one panel, didn't I? Um, yeah, it's and, absolutely jammed in there. Yeah, I'm going to read this. So it says, one. so there's a big splash panel at the bottom of the page, two um, horizontal panels at the top. The second one is, oh, it's good, you've got um, Diamondback, uh, Rogers, Nomad, Falcon, and D-Man all in the same sort of wide panel, and they're sort of looking over the top of a. They're, they're hidden down in a gully, looking over the top of it. Okay, Diamondback, uh, take the lead. D-Man, the rear, let's go. And you got Diamondback saying, "Gord, what a hunk! He's so commanding." And then you got mm-hmm. Nomad saying, "This Diamondback is quite a cutie. Guess all snake chicks aren't as vile as that viper broad." I first fought as Nomad. Uh, asterisks and it says way back in issue 282 two issues ago and it says um sure and then d-man saying sure sure hope i have a chance to redeem myself for my poor showing against that superwoman and it's like how much have you got going on in that one panel yeah you you know it's brilliant yeah (laughs) it's great yeah yeah now that's where my suspicions about some john Byrne inking have happened if you look at some of those panels yeah, we'll get on to that oh, in a minute. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, let's talk briefly about the artists in this because there's a, there's a number of them, and we're not going to mm. we're not going to um, go on about them all. The covers are mostly by uh, by Ron Friends. Um, I found the the art in general good storytelling, but fairly meat and potatoes. I don't know about you, man. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. I'd agree. Yeah, um, it's, so it's not like wow. It's it it does the job. Yeah, exactly. I agree. So we've got initially you've got Tom Morgan. Um, who does a lot of the issues. Um, he is seen probably as something of a fill-in artist, if you look him up online, um, He in the 80s and 90s, um, mostly with Marvel. He did some Cap, obviously, he did some Star Brand, um, West Coast Avengers, and some Power Pack, and some Punisher 2099 and some Iron Man. Um, he also did Extreme Justice over at DC, and he did some Superman titles as well. Um, he... Um, Worked on the comic adaption of the Howard Stern movie that never got made called Fart Man. Um, oh, God. Yeah. And in 2008, he drew IDW's Obama biography. Um, there's um, a. I'm going to say you can see some of the figure drawing is straight off of Kirby for some of his stuff here. Some of the yeah, um, Falcon Flight stuff, um, mm. especially. I kind of liked it. It was. It's slightly more detailed than Dwyer, I'm going to say. I don't know what okay. you think. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, I'd agree. A bit, bit more in each panel, a bit more backgrounds, maybe. Um, and there's so quite a lot of Al Milgram inking in this. Al Milgram, I think is, I think we almost have to play Take a Drink every time we mention Al Milgram on this podcast, because he, he does come up a lot. <laughs> um, I think him and Dwyer are both very good storytellers. 
Yeah. Um, it, it really pushes the story along. At no point was I caught up too long on a panel. At no point did I not know who was saying what and what was, what was going on. I wasn't confused. Um, I just I just got, kept going along in it. Kieran Dwyer, Nat Dwyer. Now, he's an interesting character. He's um, born in March 1967, so he's pretty much a contemporary of mine. Um, yeah. Best known for this series and some action comic stuff, and he did some Avengers volume, in Volume 3. Um, his first work was on a story in Batman, issue 413 in 1987. And he had this quite lengthy cap run, um, and it went beyond this. So I went into the Bloodstone Hunt and then into the Axe of Vengeance storylines, which I think are both epic collections as well, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, he did a comic called Lowest Common Denominator, um, also known as LCD, and it was a book out of Image. Um, okay. Yeah, infamously known for using the Starbucks logo and getting his ass sued cool. um, in a sort of satirical way, used it. Comic Book Legal Defense Fund defended him. And he settled out. They settled out of court. Um, he also worked on Last of the Independence with Matt Fraction, uh, Image. Um, so he's, you know, he's still about. You know, there's been a recent yeah. word balloon interview with him. He's quite a funny dude. He's got a YouTube okay. channel, and it's full of. He does. He did a Kickstarter a few years ago, maybe 2016, something like that. And he's got like a lot of comedy skit stuff. He did his extra videos for it. So he's he's got a sense of humor <laughs> about him. Um, when he was 13 years old, his mother took him to see, um, took him to a comic convention. Um, and she particularly took him to see John Byrne's table, um, at which point um, John Byrne struck up a friendship with his mother and ended up marrying her, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, so John Byrne was his stepdad. Um, they have collaborated um, briefly. They worked on a number of things, but I think they worked on um, Byrne's much later Danger Unlimited series, and uh, Dwyer worked on the Torture Liberty special. Um, and um, apparently they still get on really well, you know, and I actually... If you look at the front of this, it actually, you know, in the credits on page three, it actually credits Burn. Um, but there is a Burn backup piece. You know, it's a bit of sort of the history of Cap they they put in the back of this, which I think came from the long one of the longer issues. But the I actually suspect there might be a bit of Burn inking, or at least Burn inking style influencing some of the work here. Right. Um, okay. Burns got quite a distinctive way he inks a cowl on a Captain America, and obviously he had that that run in the eighties on Captain America as well. Um, it's quite interesting. Um, that other is work... an inter- that's a fascinating story. About yeah, in it just, in it just, yeah, yeah. yeah. God, just think who's you could be. Maybe if I'm to Alan Moore, you could be Alan Moore's stepson or something like that. You know, it'd be nice. Yeah. In this country, um, he also worked on Triple X Zombies, um, which. I think you have trouble finding a copy in this country, but I bought one in America and kept it. And it's um, written by Rick Remender, who he's obviously quite friendly with because he worked on a couple of Fear Agent issues as well. Um, have you read Fear Agent? Was yes. It you or... I... Did I buy you it Vince. for Christmas? Vince. I think you did, yeah. yeah. Uh, Vince was really into it, wasn't he? Mm. Uh, you definitely got me one. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And he also worked on a Lobo book, A Contract with Gord, G-A-W-D, Gord, um, with Alan Grant, which is pretty cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, Byrne, he actually got the Batman job because Byrne was offered it by Denny O'Neill and he said, I can't do it, but I know someone who can. And he got his steps on, on, on Batman. Man, what an in. <laughs> That's cool, isn't it? Yeah. 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 No nepotism there. Yeah, and he's a, he's a nice dude. <laughs> he seems to be a yeah. nice dude, yeah, yeah. But he's got the skills, so you can't kind of fault him on that. Yeah. I um, mean, like, the, the muscularity and the kind of the movement he gets in these characters is certainly that, that classic Marvel method marvel style you know the kind of like yeah really over exaggerated and lots of athleticism uh yeah and there's he, tiny he does moments, outshine a, 
there's tiny moments of flair. There's a couple of moments where um, we'll get into this in a second. I'm sure where um, Walker beginning begins to lose his shit. Yes. And he, um, I'm looking at page three eight five, and um, if you look at it, he's fighting left and right winger. That's <laughs> still brilliant. Yeah. Um, and his face changes, and you think, ah, oh, that's a bit more of the personality coming out and Dwyer there. I think somehow. Yeah, he's got like a real kind of. There's moments where he's fighting. Is it the, the resistance? I can't remember the name of the, the, the people in the the yellow again. The mutants. Oh but yeah, yeah. When he's fighting, then you often see his face in shadow, and you just see like his eyes and like this kind of evil grin of yeah. him, sort of like he's yes. fucking. He's in his element here, like fucking these people up. Yeah. Uh, he's really enjoying being like sadistic and causing pain. Yeah, and if you go to page four and eight. Um, in the epic collection you'll see to me that's that stinks of burn a bit yeah i'd say there's a bit of that in there maybe yeah. it's just the influence he learned off him as a kid you know as, as he is growing up but something about it just strikes me as very burn-esque which is not a bad thing in my in my opinion so I really he's like got burn. kieran kieran dwyer breakdowns and al migram finishes yes so what did he kind of i think this was explained this was something that happened on the previous paul neary um, we um, with BT might BT is it might BT well B- BT um, inking him and it BT was credited with finishes and he actually had penciled some stuff as well so I'm not sure if uh, okay. there was a bit of that going on in this one. So um, might like you might have done like the, some like some quick pencils and the other guys come in and kind of tied it up and inked it. Yeah, maybe he's almost maybe. thumbnailed it. You know the way John Buscema yeah. used to or something like that. Yeah, so they did that with uh, there's a Punisher Warzone where Carl Potts draws it. And Lim, uh, Jim Lee does like the finishing, and right. yeah, it's kind of odd because it looks like a Jim Lee comic, but not. It's an odd one. Yeah, less static. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Cliff, right. high five there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cumbot. Um, so let's talk a little bit about favourite moments. Um, uh, do you mind if I do mine first? Because I just no, one you just mentioned. All. So my favourite yeah. one is. Um, page 339 of this collection um, through to um, 345. And like you were alluding to earlier, it's the moment where they try and lynch him. Yeah. Um, and it's, there is a tension to this, because I couldn't remember how it went. It's been so long since I've read it. And um, mm. I was looking at it, and, and he actually he explains, says, my neck muscles are so strong I can I can take a lynching, you know. Yeah. And, but he's incredibly reckless throughout it. So he swings on the rope using his neck, basically. Um, yeah. breaks the bar that the rope is off Start while well, they're all firing at him starts killing watchdogs um, but his parents have been taken hostage and his parents are killed due to his recklessness during this um, yeah. during this fight um, which I mean is, they literally get fucking shot to pieces there's no like yeah, how they quite, might be alright for this yeah it's quite in your face isn't it yeah I, I remember reading this as a kid and I was like bloody hell yeah, because they also start shooting at him, and he picks up one of the watchdogs, and there's a human shield. So there's like there's like three or four rounds being punched into this watchdog as yeah. he's, he's he's lifting him up as a shield. Yeah, yeah, he's and incredible. He just goes nuts. Yeah, he starts smashing their faces in with the guns, and he literally kills the entire room of them. Yeah, and there's a lot of blood flying about, and the old lady who looks a bit like Aunt May, and the old man who yeah. looks like he's straight out of an Amish. You know, you come to our house with the, you know, come to our farm with a gun in the hand. Yeah. You know. It looks a bit like that. There's blood flying out of them. There's no way they're they're alive. Um, yeah, and the scene ends with him. He's crouched on the floor with like some bullet holes in him, and he's cradling their dead bodies, talking to them. 
about I oh, will go home and have some lemonade. Yeah. He says, yeah, this is my new job. And like, you're like fucking hell. <laughs> Just after he's... he's pitchforked someone to death. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was quite, I don't, would somebody kick off about that now? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, honestly, at the time, I, I remember, I was, I was shocked. Yeah. I was like, wow, they've they've actually done that to that guy. I was, yeah. I was, yeah. From that point on, you kind of, uh, I found myself a bit more, he was with him, but after that, you're like, when he's going nuts, you're like, oh, this is justified. He's going nuts because the left ring and right ring has sold out his intensity and this is why it's happened, that he starts going after them. Yeah. And you kind of feel this all justified, but then it, it keeps going and going and going and you're thinking, well, he's overstepping the mark here. Yeah, it, get, it gets worse and worse, doesn't it? It's in, it? And bear in mind, this is a 500-page book and this happens, you know, at 342. So mm. there's, a, there's a journey to go yet yeah, on this. What about you, I mean, man? A, you, sorry, man. He, he ties, uh, he, uh, that sequence ends where he's tied them up against like this huge gas tank with one of their flaming swords. Yes, and right. it sort of explodes them in silhouette, and you see like the briefest of smiles, and then the next panel is gone. Yeah, and it's just like fucking hell. He's dead. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. now a murderer. I, I think the whole sequence where he's uh, fighting on top of the meteorite that's kind of flying around that big boulder. Oh uh, yes, I, yeah. The res- I keep forgetting their fucking name. It's so forgettable. The resistance or whatever yeah. they are. Yeah. But on- honestly, the, the last bit where uh, the two caps. Uh, square off against each other it's absolutely lovely moment of sort of uh dynamism and, and movement as the two two of them go up against one another yeah. and cap so it says he's the captain the real captain america has got a shield and uh john walker hasn't yeah. so he says oh, I've, got, I've got to know that i can beat him without this so he, he tosses it aside the two of them go at it and uh the steve rogers wins and he's like he's he's claimed his mantle back it's all like experience over anger, yeah. isn't it? You know, yeah. And there's a, there's of... a ballet to Steve Rogers' fighting. You know, they're, they're very distinctively different in their styles, and yeah, yeah. It, it, and he goes on what, ten pages or so. You know, yeah. He's he's absolutely reckless, just going for it like full force, putting everything into it. And Steve's a bit more calculated and uh, wins the day. But Walker redeems himself because behind the whole thing is the Red Skull. Yeah. And he, he's cloned himself into Steve Rogers' body, and he's just about to kill Steve Rogers. He's got like one of those cigarette holders, and he's about to blast him in the face with the dust of death. But Walker dashes the shield at the back of his legs, crumples him, and the gas narrowly misses Steve. And that's it's kind of like a redemption moment for yeah. him as well. Yeah, and that's where I, I again, because you, you moments of this, you warm to him, and then you think he's a twat, don't you, Walker? But yeah. right at the end, they bait and switch you right at the end, don't they? Because at one point, Cap does what he'd done a previous, you know, done a few times. He says, "No, I'm going to walk away. I'm not, I'm not into it." And um, Walker runs after him, yeah, and says, "No," it basically says, "No, it's you. This should be yeah. you." And they kind of swap yeah. costumes, essentially, yeah. don't they? You know, he's still like, "I'm, I'm not. You are Captain America. It's not something that can be." Yeah. Passed down. Well, they <laughs> they certainly don't live up to that ethos in the modern These days. Place. Yeah, with the, yeah. anyone the, could be fucking Captain America. Yeah, any twat. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's an interesting time, and that is a really lovely sequence. Incredibly strong, yeah. and it does keep you guessing all the way. And I'd read it before, and I still couldn't remember what's going on, but I kept, you know, kept me guessing to the end. And then this book is it has quite a lot of extra stuff in it. My favourite being obviously the women in Captain America's life. 
Yeah, um, and my favourite is Holly Ridley, who's the one who appeared in the previous episode 40, 47. Holly Ridley, single mother of Hiram Ridley, Captain America's greatest fan and the premier member of Cap's team of computer hotline hackers. She only had Captain America over for dinner once, but since that day, a day hasn't gone <laughs> by that she hasn't longed for the handsome Avengers return. Because he gives the kid a jacket, a Captain America jacket. It's all a bit groomy. But his mum's yeah. sort of fawning over him, and you think, oh, he's going to get a bit of action once the kid goes to bed, but it never happens. Yeah. We've missed, missed a bit the Viper. Like, she kind of wants to infiltrate the Serpent Society. See if I can find the book. It's fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> what's the name of the, the geezer who's running the Serpent Society? He's kind of like a. Is it six, not Sidewinder? Is it? No. Yeah, we, it's, is it Sidewinder? It's the guy that can teleport. Yeah. Oh, I can't and, remember. Yeah. Hate myself. And I, like, remember. I used to know it, all these. Yeah. He's. Uh, like relaxing the serpent society like on 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 the bed and he's got like a smoking jacket <laughs> yeah and like a he's suddenly david niven isn't he from being yeah, like this and he's like, tough guy yeah yeah it's just like i did picture yeah. this guy looking like this fucking guy like looking like him Not and then all. his vipers infiltrated it by dressing up as black mamba and she's like in a french maid's outfit <laughs> and it's like with <laughs> stockings and yeah. suspenders on and it's like is this is how, is this how they do it in the <laughs> Yeah, and, and like you side. wouldn't recognise her because she's got bright yeah. green hair and fangs. Yeah. yeah, at the same time. Yeah, and he's just sitting on the bed, like uh, reading some papers with a pipe on the go and a cravat. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. That's yeah. brilliant. She'd probably give it a go, wouldn't you? Yeah, and you know, <laughs> um, but if your missus is walking around in a French maid's thing, offering you a cup of tea where you have a pipe, living the dream. <laughs> yeah, if only. Yeah. <laughs> And then so we get ended up the, the French made outfit, but there we go. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get some, we get some burn. We get like a little origin-y you know, red skull kind of thing, which burn, you know, did occasionally. He did it with the expended knee, and he did it with cap. Um, and then we also get some um, Fred Hembeck as well, as I alluded to. I'm a fan of Fred yep. Hembeck's work. Um, and then we get this. It's actually quite nice for extra material because you get the cover of the Marvel Age. You get like a little poster they done like a, a house ad. That from a couple, you get a couple of the pieces from the Marvel Age, Marvel Age Fifty Seven and Marvel Age Annual, which are just talking about it. Um, and you get you get a um, Tom Morgan inked by Joe Sinnott little page about what's gone on. Uh, yeah, it's nice. You know, there's a yeah. lot in it. You know, it's, it's a it's a good solid read. Unfortunately, it's a little bit pricey as a book. I think. Yeah, that uh, Marvel Age obviously it's got all the different. You got Cap, Thor, Hulk, uh, Iron Man, and. So you got Spider Man in the symbiote suit. You got yeah. uh, Iron Man in the Silver Centurion. Yeah. Hulk is grey. I can't remember that uh, Thor costume. That was when all. he was depowered a bit, wasn't he? And he had sort of armor. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then you got Cap in the the, the the captain suit, which is the black and red. Yeah. Just to show how they're sort of changing things around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. And Marvel Age was a great magazine. I've got a big part of them here, and it was kind of like oh, the in-house nice. Marvel. There was a few bit of comics in there. There was the odd, you know, a lot of articles and interviews and stuff. If you can find them, you can pick them up cheaper at the comic mart. There's always some like era specific stuff in them. Um, mm. You know, it was fanzines were a little bit more honest about stuff, and so were creators back then, rather than just towing the party line every so often. But yeah, yeah. It is pretty, it's pretty. It's a pretty good thing. Did you have a favourite cover as well, mate? At all? I do. Yeah. Uh, issue three, four, five. It's kind oh, of like okay. a split down the middle, and it's got. Uh, surrender and it's it's cap on one side uh, sorry steve rogers on one side and john walker on the other 
John Walker's got the noose on his neck. They're yes. both chained up. And on the other side, you've got like the US commission who are kind of holding cap in some kind of trial. Uh, it's a lovely cover. Lots of storytelling in it. Yeah, which we talk about quite a lot with covers. In fact, we're doing a cover yes. episode ACP coming up, aren't we? And yes, um, yeah. I think that storytelling thing is forgotten a bit. Okay, yeah, and that agreed, is really nicely yeah. done, isn't it? That two sides of it, which by that time we were reading two stories in Cap, weren't we? You know? Yeah, you were, you were kind of seeing how both Steve and uh, Walker, uh, John, John Walker were getting on. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, it's good. What about yourself? Uh, mine was 346, um, which is Ambush. From the pages of X-Men comes Freedom Force. And um, like, again, like a nice little bit of storytelling, bit of writing on the cover. Um, the, looking at it now, I've sort of re-looked at it. The face of Cap is a little bit off. I'm not sure what's happened no, to his head oh, there. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do like the one where uh, you've got Cap fighting Iron Man. Uh, you know, that he goes yes. to Cap, uh, Iron yeah. Man. And like, it's just all the cover. It's like, it's a massive Iron Man. Yeah. And the Cap coming at, charging at him. And it's just absolutely lovely design. Uh, it's really... Real Kirby-esque, full-on, you know, full of punch and... You know, yeah, big yeah. characters. Yeah, love it. Yeah. One notable thing for that breakout uh, one that's the black cover, and it's got like uh, the captain in the foreground, and then out of yeah. the background, you've got four bad guys emerging out of the darkness. I thought that, that would really jump out off the the racks at me. That yeah, one. that is nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I would compare the Captain America 341, Cat versus Iron Man, is much better for me than the Iron Man version of that, which seems a bit more pedestrian to me somehow. Um, Let me see if I can find which what is one's page, page one six five, which is Iron Man two two eight. Oh yeah, that's that's not very good at all. That not as bombastic, is it? You know, it's, no. it's just a bit more. They're different I mean, artists, and you know, almost half the page is taken up with the fucking the Iron Man head, yeah. up, uh, masthead. Yeah, but with this one, they pushed the Captain America up to the top of the page, didn't they? Because um, yeah. Iron Man's punching his way through it. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you would have thought if Caps were in, got the the mirrored shield in that that's an obvious device to use yeah you know we have cap on the ground with the the, the shield holding up trying to defend himself and then you got a reflection of iron man like yeah. coming down on him or something yeah that's true man it's like the, the much later the civil war where the the shield is the center of attract you know attention where iron man's yes. firing against it and yeah, yeah yeah i think it's a perfect thing to use everyone just throwing your shield at iron man doesn't seem to be something that's going to work very well is it you're almost throwing away your no. best defense they yeah. just bat it away and then you're gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good, I mate. Um, I'd recommend it if you can find it. Don't spend loads of money on it because it's. You could probably find the back issues for cheaper. Well, the when you send us on the app. Yes, yeah, so you got Marvel Unlimited. You'd be able to read it on there. Yeah, yeah. Just get the uh, Marvel Unlimited and, and and check it out on there. And I occasionally mean, you'll on. see it on a sale because quite. I think on Comicsology these things are on sale as well. If you haven't got the Marvel app. It, it introduces one of my favourite Marvel villains in the next one of the next uh, story arcs coming up is when uh, they did the Bloodstone hunt and he starts oh, drip feeding yeah. uh, crossbones in. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, such a great villain. Yeah, that was. They, such didn't a they good, say like it's like ten some, years of good Cap comics, wasn't it? Like yeah. Nonstop. I mean, Walker uh, Greenwald seems to just. I know you've done a show on it, but like he built up all these Cap characters, yeah. and villains. That, uh, referenced like how you think about it, like they yes yeah, amazing he must have set out and said right well, i'm going to build up a, a stable of characters that can keep coming back to and it's like red skull needs a henchman and it's like let's give him crossbones he's an absolute fucking yeah. mug bruiser because i think what you do is with these things if you look at for example spider-man 
a lot of Spider-Man's villains relate to animals, you know, mm. um, you know, uh, octopuses and vultures and, you know, this sort of thing. But with Cap, yeah. the theme for Cap is, is, you know, nation states, politics, patriotism. So you do have people like, you know, the Nazi villains, but you also, yeah. you know, the hate monger, but you also have um, Flag Smasher, who appears back Flag in this Smasher. run, doesn't he? Because yeah. Flag Smasher is exactly the two words of someone who would fight Captain America who's dressed in a flag. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. it's just a yeah. no-brainer, isn't it? You know. He's all the anti-nations, as far as I can remember. Yeah, and he's like a no, he's one of these no-borders people, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. which we now see as sort of probably extreme left-wing. You know, people who don't believe yeah. in any kind of borders. But um, you know, he was a right-winger, wouldn't he? It's weird, isn't it? I mean, if you go back to this time, especially in the early 90s, you'll get in a couple of comics uh, super-powered, like, pro-environmentalists. So, <laughs> yeah, like, you yeah, might yeah. get a fire one, a tree one, a water one, an air one. Yeah. And then you know, we've got to fight for the environment. And our heroes are basically just jacking them up, saying, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Now we're where we are now, like, it, when you frame it differently, it's just, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all in the framing, isn't it? It really is, yeah. Yeah, yeah interesting. It is. No, yeah, it's a good it one, mate. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I, it's just fun. I wanted to do yeah, this exactly. It's, it's a real page turner, mm. yeah, and it held up for me. I enjoyed reading it. You know, I had it on the app, so I was sort of reading it when I was out. And then I've got the epic, and I've I've got the issues somewhere. You know, spread out amongst a number of yeah. boxes. But yeah, it's really good. You, you'll get them cheap. You, they won't be expensive. You know. No, God, if you go along to like one of the comic marts, I'm sure you could pick up the entire run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Good. Yeah, do yourself a favor, pick up the uh, Bloodstone Hunt, which is essentially yeah, Cat meets Indiana Jones. Yeah, and it's got um, Dimeback in it as well. Yes, who continues to have sex with uh, Captain America. I think Don't she does have sex with him, doesn't she? Oh, uh, okay, maybe. I think they become a maybe put that one out to the listeners. Yeah, poor old Bernie. She just gets forgotten, doesn't she? Yeah. That was during that period where he was meant to be a cartoonist, wasn't he, in New York or something, and didn't really last very long. Yeah. No, yeah. Not really a good idea, that. So. <laughs> but no, like, Cap, uh, that, that, I always feel like kind of like they say, oh, comics, it's all for these type of people. It's like Cap had a gay character in it for fucking years yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. What's his bloody name? As soon as I start talking about it. The yeah, name no, goes. I know as well. I can picture him in my mind. Yeah. yeah. And he, he was always knocking around, like, uh, with Cap and Bernie, like when Steve was in his civvy stuff. I always felt like and, he was more uh, of a sort of realistic Superman somehow, Captain America, or more oh, realistic. Yeah. You know, he yeah. sort of said everything that was right about people in his country and elsewhere. And but you know, he didn't fly to other planets and stuff. You know, he still had to live in a brownstone in Brooklyn and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I did like it when when you had like a there's the character when like some real heavy cosmic shit went down. And then you had people like Thor and Iron Man deferring to him, saying, "What should we do?" Yeah. And he would say, "Well, we can do this, this, and this." It's like, even though he's got no real powers as to speak of, yeah, he he's got the right stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he beats Batman, Jailer Avengers, JLA Avengers. He wins, doesn't he? Fact. <laughs> <laughs> right. Moving on. How are you, how are you getting on, man? What, what's what's on your plate at the moment? Because I know you've still and quite you know thoughtfully so delayed the new viper haven't you have you uh, any yeah. plans for that or yeah i, I kind of because i'm kind of doing like working on stuff all the time where i've pushed that to the back burner it's fucking well on the back burner it's right. kind of just sitting there like i've got a letter i've got the script done all the arts done uh i started building the campaign to run it on the kickstarter 
uh, and I've sort of come to the realization I, I need to kind of get this out. Yeah. I think when I'm currently maybe two thirds away through the latest issue of Vanguard, when this one's done, right. I'm going to put it out as a Kickstarter. I can't run the two simultaneously. I've come to that realization. Okay. It's too much. There's not enough hours in the day yeah. to give it the both from what they deserve. So uh, the, the reason if, if you uh, haven't heard when you listen to this, the, the second Viper has uh, the, the Soviets because it's set in the 1980s. 80s action films often had uh, the Russians as bad guys. Yeah. They're easy. Plug in. Plug in yeah, play Red characters. Dawn and all this sort of thing, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Uh, I was making this uh, in the last year and started writing it, started drawing it and I'd literally... All near enough all done and then uh what's happened in the ukraine kicked off and i had some real doubts about it and i, I brought it to you first t didn't i and yeah you said i think that's a good idea to kind of shelve it for the time being i think if you do it but you do it with a tier where people can maybe donate to refugees I think and that's stuff a, like. yeah I think that's a really good idea you do it for the right really reasons i think yeah, yeah i think that would be a good idea yeah because like I'm not there to cash in on the fucking misery. I didn't see this coming. Fucking yeah, I didn't see not. this coming. Yeah, people know you know uh, that's not the case, man. Unlike yeah. some other people, but the uh, who are there to cash in? You're certainly not, man. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to see it, dude. I'm really looking forward to oh, it. I've seen some yeah. of the work. It looks great. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, I've tried to dial it up a bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what it's like. Yeah, but it's, it was fun writing characters like because uh, the main character. Uh, Sloan Viprini, he's a bit of a misogynist. <laughs> and he, he says stuff that I would never say because he'd get fucking slapped in the face. But, <laughs> but it's, uh, he, it's uh, era specific, isn't it? I suppose is the way of putting it. Yes, yeah. very much so. Yeah. It's kind of, you wouldn't see, like, I rewatched all of Street Hawk and <laughs> a lot of Airwolf before. Uh, <laughs> and you watch it and you're like, Back when I first saw these, I like, oh, that's no problem with this. Now watching them, I'm like, wow. Fucking <laughs> wow. It's the a bit like getting really... Vagabond to sit in the van. You know. Yeah, I yeah. sit in the van, love. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. touch the buttons. If there's any kids, you can look after them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you like that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, good. Sorry. And so what issue are you on now with um, Vanguard? Uh, 20. Wow. How good is that? Eh? Oh, cheers. Yeah, that's going... That's going well. The, the end's in sight for Vanguard. Right. I, I, okay. Like, as we talked with Miller, like I knew where the end is in this, and we're we're close to it. We'll have to have a little party, like a wake. Yeah. I, I don't know what. I don't know what I'm going to feel like when that's yeah. done. Oh man. I've got plans for what I'm going to do afterwards, but yeah, that's right. going to be a massive chapter of my creative life, kind of finishing. And yeah. Well, that what that will be over ten years, won't it? Well over. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be the fifteen. Bloody hell, fucking hell! Yeah, <laughs> there you go. It's like Dave Sim too, finishing yeah. Cerebus. Yeah, not quite. We're, we're about an eight for the readers. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know there is some people people are really enjoying it. And yeah, definitely, time. man. Yeah, yeah. So. And um, I've drawn you into some filth of mine. You've yeah, done a three pager for me. First, first yeah. past the gate with that one. Um, Excellent. Yeah, so I'm almost there with that one. Uh, John Tucker's strip came in uh, this week, so I'm very excited. It's very good. So we've got it's good. I've only seen in. snatches of other people's stuff, so getting the whole thing and reading it, I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm pleased yeah. with some of the stuff. Um, we'll probably do um, do a bit of a special on it and maybe get some of the creators on. Um, but uh, there's some returning from issue one of the of a previous project, and um, 
we've got some new people as well so it'll be we, quite interesting yeah. we're still working on the title uh well, i'm not ready to announce it yet but yeah yeah okay yeah 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 okay. so we'll do that when it, i just want to be comfortable that i've got everything in um yes. i'm trying to get yeah. it printed for tcaf which is mid-june so we'll see it's a, it's a it's getting tighter and tighter as we get yeah. closer you know are you going to get it printed and bring it over there or are you going to get it printed over there i think we're going to post stuff over there um okay yeah tcaf we haven't got a stall um because i'm running yeah. the no brow one um so i'll just have some if anyone wants to have you know get a copy off me and then heroes we've got a stall and the 11 o'clock crowd are down there so i suspect a couple of them will want a copy and nice. stuff i'll give a few copies away just take all yeah. the no brow stock off and put the, that on. yeah just sweep it off there's the photo for the social media with no brow yeah. and then this right now we can crack on have you got any hilda <laughs> nope i've got this about no. whores <laughs> kind of like hilda yeah maybe just change one of the characters in it to be called hilda yeah then... one of them's got a sexually transmitted disease so a little bit like hilda when she turns to stone <laughs> In a way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pleased with yours, man. Yeah, it's very good, very dark. Excellent, your one, yes. And so, yours yeah, is probably was... the darkest one, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, even reading it, I was like, fucking hell, <laughs> so it was can't one. really talk too much about it because it'll spoil it, but it's, yeah, it's exactly. very, yeah. Good. Um, and obviously, we're, we're cooking on gas as of today. The Mark Miller episode came out yesterday, mm. and um, seems to be going well. Seems people seem to be a lot liking of good it, feedback. Yeah, I've I had think a couple so. of messages from people saying that they really enjoyed it. And oh, nice one, man. That's he, good. He's a really nice bloke. Yeah, he was a super yeah. nice bloke, wasn't he? Yeah, that's what I was we... asked about what was the Russell Crowe film we are talking about, me and you had like a brain fart. Oh, yeah. Quick and the Dead in the end, what wasn't the it? Fuck was that? Yeah. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, no, we were well pleased because we, we did our homework on that one. That seemed to have gone quite well. Not that we don't do our homework on these, but, you know, yeah. Yeah, you you really kind of pulled the stops out there trying to. Well, we were chatting. We had, a, we had a meeting beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> We which is not like us yeah uh, I, I mean i could have carried on talking to uh mark for fucking the rest of the night if i'm honest yeah and he did stay because uh, we kind of got an hour and we had a good hour and three quarters if not more out of him didn't we yeah, yeah. maybe two Behind good oh. scenes talk. all right man so where can people yeah. find your stuff if they if they don't know already where can we find you uh you can find behind the scenes stuff like by looking at uh vanguard on patreon with patreon dot com forward slash vanguard comic we can read vanguard entirely for free on vanguardcomic.com it's on comic house and i think it might still be on comicsology but oh yeah we got to check on that and we but yeah hopefully yeah. yeah good stuff man you can find my stuff at neverironanything.com or at tributepress.com um go and buy we've got some t-shirts on pre-sale at the moment um uh, you can get they're the sort of trendy white t-shirts adam refuses to do to do black t-shirts because he says it's a very old bloke you know <laughs> he is <laughs> I called myself going out the other day wearing white trainers, jeans, and a black t shirt. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's the, the classic old bloke uniform. It's such a cliche, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good old mate. And um, thanks for that, dude. And um, no problem. We'll um, we'll keep chatting, but um, we've got to talk about, we've got a covers episode coming up on ACP next week, haven't we? So it should yes. be quite fun. Yeah. Right. The fucking knives are out. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 minutes after we finished the last one, I think yeah. I texted, this is going to be bloodshed. Yeah. <laughs> I sent you a couple and I was like, Yeah, oh my god. Yeah. All right, dude. Nice one. Yeah. See you soon, mate. Take care.